Good afternoon. Live from Fort Street in downtown Louisville, WFPK presents our weekly live music showcase, Live Lunch. And now, from our performance studio, here's your host, Laura Shine. Thank you all so much for being here today. We are really thrilled to have this performer with us. Uh, she's playing tonight at the Tim Faulkner Gallery. Starts at 8. And uh, she has a new album called The Songs We Sing Along the Way. She's also the winner of NPR Music's 2016 Tiny Desk Concert. Will you welcome, please, Galen Lee. Thank you. Thanks so much. So I'm going to start out with a tune that is uh, using my looping pedal um, with my violin. And I got started with my looping pedal, which kind of creates layers of sound um, with fiddle tunes. And so this is called medley in D major because it's most of the tunes I know in the key of D major. play for you um, is a tune that I wrote. So I do a lot of traditional music, but I do some of my own songs too. And this is one that's called Watch the World Unfold. Mm -hmm. 
Pushing up, pushing up See the dirt just like you see But you're never quite a flower You can more just like a weed Driving through, driving through You wanna know where you are going But the windshield's always dirty And you never get to see What makes you think That you'll ever get there What makes you think you deserve to know who are you really are you so important take a look around and watch the world unfold watch the world unfold watch the world unfold watch the world Thanks. So, um, thanks. So today is kind of a fun day for me because I have a Christmas album that um, is available for pre-order today on iTunes. It's called Deepest Darkness, Brightest Dawn. And I really love looping fiddle tunes, but Christmas carols work pretty much 
the same way, so it's kind of fun. So this is one of the tracks off of that Christmas album. It's one of the few vocal tracks. A lot of the album is instrumental, um, but this is one of my favorite Christmas carols, so I wanted to sing it. So, And it's November, so I think it's fair now. <laughs> I tried to keep it under wraps for a while, but it was hard.
Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Um, so the next song I'm going to do for you is actually, or well, is it the interview time? We could do the interview now if you want. Yeah, let's do it now. This would be a good time. My songs aren't that short, so it's hard, it's hard, <laughs> hard to time these things. That's fun. That's fun. Um, everybody, Galen Lee on WFBK's Live Lunch. Thanks. Sounding great. WFPK's Live Lunch series is made possible by contributions from listeners like you, and thanks also to the City Cafe with Citywide Delivery for any event for providing lunch for our members today. Next week on Live Lunch, we have a band that has uh, some Louisville ties and also Nashville ties. They're called Humming House, and they're a blast. Kind of Americana, very upbeat, very fun. Hope you can join us for that. You can go to WFPK.org, see who else is coming in the next few weeks, and listen to past programs of Live Lunch there as well. That's WFPK.org. Um, Galen Lee is playing tonight at the Tim Faulkner Gallery. 8 o'clock, showtime. I think I'm actually on at 9. At 9? Okay, yep. 9 o'clock. Doors at 8, let's say. Yep. Uh, Tim Faulkner Gallery. And um, she has a new album called The Songs We Sing Along the Way. She was also winner of uh, National Public Radio Music's 2016 Tiny Desk Concert. Now, for those of you who don't know what that is, Galen, would you mind explaining the Tiny Desk Concert? Yeah. So it was a contest that they put out this winter where you had to submit a video of you singing an original song, and it had to be filmed in front of a desk because it was part. It was hosted by the Tiny Desk Concert Series. And so I submitted a song, and then a month later I found out that I won, but there were 6,000 entries, so it was a very big surprise. Um, yeah, it was That a is cool impressive. <laughs> very impressive. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. And the song that you sang was called Someday We'll Linger in the Sun, which is just gorgeous. And I highly recommend checking it out on, uh, where well, we could find it on YouTube or the NPR Tiny Desk Concert site. You can find it there. Or just Google Galen Lee, and you will find it that way as well. Or maybe she might perform it today. Yeah, yeah okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, on your blog, uh, at, at your website, you have a post titled, A Lifetime of Fear Facing. And I was wondering if you could talk about that. Yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. Uh, thanks for looking into that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, basically, I this whole journey after the Tiny Desk Contest opened up a lot of new avenues of things I wasn't planning to do for sure not this year and maybe not ever. So um, performing and touring with my husband and um, doing things like being on the radio, things that are kind of scary. And I was reading the book called The Art of Work and he had a quote in there just saying that following your passion is a lifetime of fear facing. And it really helped me to make peace with the idea that all the new experiences that you have when you're reaching for different things that you've never done or when you're trying new things or when you're advancing your life um, all feel scary and that's completely normal and they'll continue to feel scary which is the weird part to think about like this step is scary but then so will the next one be scary and but that's okay and just being able to make peace with the fear that comes with trying uh, new adventures on so yeah that's kind of what that came from what's been the scariest part for you uh, so far <laughs> let's say um like being on the radio. <laughs> um, I don't know. For some reason, that makes me really nervous. And then just the idea that, um, you know, that I want to honor the contest and I want to honor the people who love the music that, you know, that's been put out 
and I I just want to do a good job of it. And so, it, you know, you don't want to take yourself too seriously because I don't think that I am the reason that people are touched. I feel like music is bigger than that. But just kind of the idea that back in Duluth, I could just kind of do stuff and it was fun and it didn't feel like, you know, now it's my whole career. So it's just a different different amount of intensity, I guess. Duluth, Minnesota is where yep, you're from? Duluth, uh, Minnesota. Okay. Now, you, you talk about this becoming your career. Um, you were also a teacher. Yep. Uh, I took the year off, though, this year. So I taught fiddle. I had students ranging from the age of 6 to 65, mm. and it was really fun. I mean, I'm, I hope to do it again someday, but my husband was able to get a leave of absence from his job, and we are touring for the next seven months. We're actually going to Ireland in December. I'm really excited about that. Nice. Yeah. So just a lot of new things that teaching at the same time would have been too hard, I think. Yeah. Was it hard to leave your students? Yeah, it was, actually. That was the only negative thing about this whole experience, I must say. But they were all really supportive. And, you know, I know that teaching is probably something I will do again. And I really like my students, so I hope to keep in touch with them, too. You're also a public speaker. And I and it and I was hoping maybe you could talk about what is what is it that you talk about and and to whom? Yeah, well, there's a couple of different things, but the two main ones that I talk about are <coughs> disability awareness and disability pride. And so, disability awareness is just um, talking about my own life experiences, but then incorporating that with the barriers that still face people with disabilities, unemployment. Equality is not existent yet in this country. I think it's something like 79% of people with disabilities are unemployed. And, um, you know, just the, the way that benefits are distributed are make it very difficult to be financially independent. So I talk about those things. But then I also talk about disability pride, which is taking out the negative language and the negative perception of disability because we are all on a spectrum of able-bodiedness. And at one point... If you live long enough, you will also need extra help and that there's nothing wrong with that and that disability can actually provide a positive perspective. Um, you know, I see a lot of good in humanity because I need extra help. And I think that's given me a perspective um, that's unique and valuable. And I think everyone with a disability has that. So, Right. Yeah. Well, I love that. Um, you're a classically trained violinist. When did yeah. you when did you start taking violin and what drew you to that instrument? Um, I was ten and the orchestra came to my elementary school, and I just remember knowing that I wanted to do orchestra. I didn't have an instrument in mind per se, but I loved the sound. And so in fifth grade, I tried out for orchestra. They had a music listening test, and I was the only student that got a perfect score. So I think the teacher was like, <laughs> "Well, we've got to figure this one out." Um, so. <laughs> She, you know, my body is very small because of my disability, so I can't hold the violin the normal way. So she and I worked together for a couple weeks to brainstorm, and eventually we figured out that I could play the violin like a cello and hold the bow like a bass player does. And ever since then, I've been playing. It's been 22 years, and I'm very grateful. That's the other thing that I try to remember as a teacher and as a performer that it's not your job to tell someone whether or not they're good at something um, because or or even that, that it's possible because she could have easily said, you know, you should just do choir. This is too hard. And now it's my full-time career and it's been a really positive force in my life. So I'm grateful that she was open-minded. 
God, one teacher yeah. can make such a I difference. I know. It's it's, it really blows my mind when I think about that. Yeah. Now, you do a lot of looping. So we say yeah. it sounds to us, you know, and for those tuning in, maybe there's several violins here. Um, when when that capability came out, when you were able to start looping, uh, what was that like for you? And did you just take to it right away? or? Well, I have a bandmate, uh, Alan, Sp Alan Sparhawk. He's in the band Low. But we have a duo together called The Murder of Crows. And he looped my violin in that duo. And he was controlling the pedal, and then I would just play harmonies to the loops, and it was very fun. But one day he came over to the house and he gave me a pedal and he said, I really think you should figure this out. I think you'd like it. And so I kind of just let it sit there. And then a few weeks later, I did. I tried it out and I created what sounds like a symphony, essentially. And I remember just feeling, I mean, I can't, I was so happy. So I recorded it for him and I sent it over at like 1130 at night. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just made this thing. And so then I was hooked after that. I mean, it's tricky. It took me a while to get comfortable performing with it because it's very based on timing um, and you can mess it up pretty easily but yeah. but it opened up a lot of what I could do and now I actually am performing solo which is nothing I ever thought I'd be doing so that's great yeah well um we want to thank once again Galen Lee for being here thank you so much thank you for having me and she's playing tonight at Tim Faulkner Gallery uh, doors at 8, show starts at 9 with Galen Lee. Her new release is called The Songs We Sing Along the Way. Will you welcome, please, once again to WFPK's Live Lunch, Galen Lee. Thanks. Thank you. So I think I'll play for you that song that I entered into the Tiny Desk Contest. Because when you come all the way to Louisville from Duluth, you might as well play that song, right? So, um... This is a song that I actually wrote for my husband about six weeks before our wedding. I ended up having to have an emergency surgery, and there were some complications, and it got kind of scary um, and very bad timing. But he was very compassionate and stood with me through the whole experience, stayed in the hospital room with me overnight and stuff. And it was so cool to witness that kind of um, love and compassion. And later on, I wrote this song because I believe, because of that experience, that love doesn't have to be easy to be beautiful, and that's what this song is about, so. Out, but 
Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. So I think I have time for two more songs. My songs are kind of long, but I think this one will work. Um, this is a one of my favorite fiddle tunes. So I really do love traditional tunes because they've been around for hundreds of years and somehow they've made it, I mean, by ear, which I think attests of just how memorable they are and how good the melodies are. So this is a tune called Boys of Blue Hill. It's on my newer EP, the, t uh, the songs we sing along the way. And I hope you enjoy. It's a traditional, I think it's Irish or English or something. I'm not a historian, only a fiddle player. <laughs> So the last song I'm going to leave you with today is 
um, a parting song, a farewell song. It's a traditional Scottish tune called The Parting Glass, but I like to pair it like a fine wine with um, a, a modern fiddle tune called Brenda Stubbers Reel, written by a man named Jerry Holland. Um, so thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be in Louisville, and I'm pumped for tonight's show at the Tim Faulkner Gallery. So thank you. I'm Galen Lee, and thank you for listening.
Thank you so much. Thank you. Performing tonight at the Tim Fogner Gallery and here for WFPK's Live Lunch. I'm Laura Shine. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend. Oh, thank you. You've been listening to WFPK Radio Louisville's Live Lunch, made possible by our contributing listeners. Andy High is our recording engineer. Paul Nevert runs the house sound. And WFPK's Live Lunch is produced by Stacey Owen. <laughs>